What's up? It's Andy Grammer with Jag. Hi, this is Carly Rae Jepsen, and you're listening to Jag. Hi, everybody. It's Joe Jonas hanging with Jag. This is Heather Knox with the hottest Jag I've ever seen. Ryan Seacrest with Jag. It's B.O.B. checking in with my homie Jag. So much swag with my homie Jag. It's the Jag Show podcast. I want to start by talking about Joe Biden's new podcast, Here's the Deal. And full disclosure, I'm a Democrat. I voted for Joe's guest, Gretchen Whitmer, and I'm going to vote for Joe Biden in the fall. So I'm not here to dump on Joe Biden. But the interesting debate that a podcast editor has is how much imperfection to remove from a host. How much of the ums and ahs and likes and you knows do you take out? There are some who believe you should not take out any of it and let the conversation flow completely naturally. There are some who believe you should take out most or all of it because it's a waste of your audience time for them to have to sit there through ums and ahs and likes and you knows. Generally for me, I end up taking about 80% of those crutch words out of podcasts. The ones that I leave are the ones that add context to the conversation or the ones that are just a tricky edit and you can't take them out without there being a really obvious edit to the listener. On average, I take about 10% of a file out. A 30-minute interview ends up being 27. A 60-minute interview ends up being about 54. You never want to take away the context or the essence of who a person is. And Joe Biden, for as many jokes get made about his gaffes, he's been very open about the fact that since he was young, he's had a stuttering problem. And he's worked his whole life and his whole career to overcome this. But Joe does stutter a lot and he ums and ahs a lot. But everybody knows that. So if you're an editor and you take them all out and make Joe sound silky smooth, in a way it's inauthentic. So if you're editing the Here's the Deal podcast with its 1970s orange font, what do you do? I've only listened to one episode. I listened to the Gretchen Whitmer episode because she's the governor of the state that I live in and I happen to like her a lot and she was great. And I think if you're the editor, you've got to find that balance. There's no way as a listener for me to know how much got taken out on the edit room floor. So if I were editing the show, I would estimate that I want to take out what needs to go and the really egregious stops and starts But you want to leave enough in for it to still sound like Joe. It's tricky. Uh, In the show notes, there's a piece that just rips the podcast and thinks the whole thing is awful. Uh, There's a link there if you want to check that out. The big podcasting news this week comes from Squadcast. Full disclosure, I am a referral partner of theirs, and I'll put my referral link in the show notes if you want to check the program out. And they had a big announcement on Wednesday about upgrades to their recording software. They're actually partnering with Dolby, or should I say Dolby? Dolby the surround sound people, on tweaks to their system. Now, they're using big fancy words like spatialized audio and enhanced audio mastering. The idea is to make it sound sonically like you and your guest are actually in the same room. I haven't tried it yet. I'm interested to see how that shakes out. They're also working on future setups where you can have a studio audience virtually sit in and watch you record and screen sharing as well. Some other quick hits for this week. We've been debating about whether or not coronavirus has positively or adversely affected podcasting. Uh, There's a new analysis out from PodTrack that says, while there was an initial dip, it seems to be leveling off. And this goes in with the analogy that Matt Cundell made earlier this week on the Tuesday episode of The Jag Show about somebody firing a gun up in the air in a crowded room, everybody's scattering, but eventually they'll find their way back. That's linked in the show notes as well. And so is a nice article from Podcast Movement talking about storytelling and interviews. A story isn't compelling if it's all good or all bad. You've got to go plus minus plus minus to sort of bring the listener up and back down to keep their attention. I want to give a quick shout out to my partners at Tanner Friedman here in Farmington Hills, Michigan. 
the Association of Marketing and Communication Professionals, the AMCP, has awarded Tanner Friedman Strategic Communications a podcast gold award for a podcast that we collaborated on called We Are Human First, highlighting psych assets here in Birmingham, Michigan, with Dr. Paula Christian Kleiger and Lori Blumenstein Bott. Link to the press release about that award in our show notes today as well. And finally, a note about Howard Stern. Howard Stern, to people who have not listened to the show, was just this raunchy guy and made his name being dirty on the radio back in the you know 80s, 90s, etc. But the reason Howard Stern has been so insanely successful, and this is coming from me, a former radio guy, is his interviewing skills. He is amazing and has an innate ability to both listen and to get the people he's interviewing to open up in a way that they've never opened up before. It's pretty clean up until the last half hour, although Tom does swear, which I kind of got a kick out of because he's usually so polished. I was like, oh, look, Tom Brady's had a bad word. But the reason I bring this up is the number one question I get asked by potential podcast clients is how long should my show be? And the answer is as long as it's good. 99% of podcasts are not going to be compelling for two hours. Get through your content and however long it takes you, you're done. But if your content is good, don't put an artificial limit on it. Because if it's good, keep going. That's it for now. I do have podcast packages available for remote recording for clients up on my website, linked in the show notes. You can also find me on social media and on uh, the web at jagindetroit.com. Email is jag at jagindetroit.com. For those of you celebrating, have a happy Easter. For those of you celebrating Passover, have a happy Passover. Although ironically, for most of us, Passover has been canceled this year due to a plague. Later. Later.